Well, good morning, Grace Hills. Oh, man. I'm excited about today. Let me say this. I'm excited as we enter this week. We're entering into Holy Week, which was an exciting time um, as we kind of look towards Easter, right? As we're looking towards next Sunday of Easter and what it's going to be a great day on Easter. I think about on Easter represents the resurrection, right? When it means what it means to our life. And we're going to talk about that next week a little bit about how the resurrection changes our future. And um, you want to be here, make sure you bring a friend to that because I think it's going to be a really impactful Sunday. And I uh, just believe God's going to do some great things there. Amen. God's going to do some good things there. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hey, today I want to begin today and we're going to, we're kind of walking into Holy Week. And like I said, next week we're going to talk about Easter. But this morning, what I want to talk about is Good Friday, um, which is the day that Jesus died and the day that he kind of gave his life. And to be blunt, if you're not a Christian, maybe you came in here and that sounds like a little bit of a weird title. If we talk about the day that somebody died and say, hey, that was Good Friday. Um, if Jared died on the first Tuesday of August and then every year for the rest of time, I said that the first Tuesday of August was Good Tuesday because that's the day that Jared died. Y'all would think I was a little weird, right? And I think it's sometimes weird. Why do we call it Good Friday? Why is it the day that Jesus died that we call it Good Friday? And why do we call it that? And Good Friday is the day that we remember right, what Jesus did for us. And it's not just about what happened to Jesus and what Jesus went through and what Jesus walked through, but it's about also what it meant for us. And I think about it kind of like this. If you guys think about D-Day, right? D-Day is the day that our troops, right, stormed Normandy Beach and Omaha Beach and they, they stormed into France to liberate France and then they went in and um, eventually liberated all of Europe and it was a big day. And D-Day is a day that was a hard day. We look at a lot of people that gave their lives, sacrifice, sacrifices that were made, but we still look at it as a, as a good day, a good day that changed history, a day that brought us right freedom kind of physically. And in the same way, here's what we do. When we celebrate Good Friday, we are celebrating the freedom that Jesus brought us spiritually and what he did in our lives. So the reason why we call it Good Friday is because of what it meant in our lives. Let me say this, what it means in your life today. And so we're celebrating, right, the freedom from sin that Jesus gave his life to bring us. And that's why we celebrate it. And here's what I want you to understand today. As we walk and as we talk about Good Friday and as we kind of come into that day, what I want you to understand beyond anything else this morning, the big thing that I want to get across to you is this, is that God loves you right? God cares about you. God is for you. And get this, that God went on a mission to save you. God went on a mission to save you. Ultimately, here's what I want to talk about. I'll give you the spoiler of the whole entire sermon. If you want everything kind of wrapped up in one moment, here's what it is. And I want you to understand that we were broken and that we were lost and we were headed for death and destruction and hell. But a God who loved us, a God who cared about us, a God who created you and wanted you and wanted relationship with you went on a mission to save you. And here's why this is important is because I think so many people have the wrong view of God and they have the wrong view of salvation. And what I see so many people is this view, and I hear this a lot of times from different people, is this view of if God is so good, 
right? If God is so loving, if God is so just, if he's all these things that you say that he is, if God is these things, then how could he send people to hell? Because that doesn't sound like a God that I would love or a God that is kind or a God that is these things. And I, and I hear people say that. If God is so good, if he's all these things, how could he send people to hell? And here's what I want you to understand today and what I want to get across to us today is it's not that God is just condemning people to hell, but here's what I want you to understand is that we are already headed for hell because of the sin in our lives and the destruction in our lives. But a good God, a God that loves you, a God that cares about you, a God who wants you said, hey, I'm gonna make a way for you to come back to me. He doesn't leave us in our brokenness. He doesn't leave us in our sin. We were headed for death and destruction on our own because of the choices in our life and the sin in our life and the things in our life. But a good God who loves you said, hey, I'm gonna change your eternal destiny because I love you. And he went on a mission to save us. And here's why this is important, why we're gonna talk about this and why I think it's a really big thing for us to talk about today is that so many times we misunderstand God Right? And when we have misunderstandings of God, it colors our relationship with God, colors the way that we interact with God, the way that we see God, the way we walk with God, the way that we have a relationship with God. I'll give you an example. So uh, Casey, I don't know if, you, if any of y'all have uh, a wife or a husband, but I'll tell you, especially when you have a wife, how I many you know it's kind of really tough sometimes to figure out what in the world is going on in their brains? Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm there. And Casey, she's got this thing where... Um, her, her sad, or not her sad, her mad face and her tired face are the exact same face. She's not mad that often, but they're the same. And I'm going to tell you, that's about the most dangerous, harrowing moment in my life. Because there will be times where I'll come home and I'll look at Casey and I'll go, well, we're going to roll the dice. Like, I don't know which way we're at right now. I don't know how to interact with her. We're going we're gonna to figure it out. We're just going to guess. And the exact same thing. But here's the thing that's funny about that is this, is when I try to perceive where she's at, where her mood's kind of at at the house, and I come in and I interact with her, and I'm trying to figure out, right, the way that I perceive her, the way that I perceive that she's thinking, the way that I look at her, changes the way that I interact with her, right? If she's mad, I'm going to come in and try to figure out what in the world did I do. Uh, and if she's just tired, then I could go in and be just nice and loving. And, and, but the way, that I, the way that I see her, right, the way that I look at her, the way that I see that she's thinking changes the way that I interact with her. And here's the thing, our perception of people, the way that we see people colors our interaction with people. And it's the same way with God. The way that we view God, right? The way that we see God, the way that we understand God, the way that we see how God thinks about us, the way that we see how God thinks about us, looks at us, that all of those things, that changes, right? The way that we interact with God. And it's the same way with God. And here's what I see so many times in the world is this, is that there are so many times that people see God as an angry, mad, vindictive, taskmaster God, right? Who's over us and who's watching us and waiting for us to make a mistake. And he's like this guy up here who's just watching us and saying, all right, let's see when you mess it up. I wanna see how you mess this thing up. I'm gonna figure this thing out. And so many times when that's our perception of God is that it becomes, it begins to color the way that we interact with God. And we begin to have this idea of, well, how can I make God love me? How can I become worthy? What can I do to try to make God love me? And I'm gonna try to, and it becomes this thing where it leads us to a life of stress, 
right? Where, where we're not sure how God thinks about us. We're not sure how things are going. It leads us to a life of worry with God. Is God mad at me? Is God angry? How am I living my life? Do I need to worry about God? It leads us honestly, bluntly, I think so many times to a life of hiding from God. Like, like we're real smart and like we can actually hide our lives and hide who we are from God. But sometimes it just works into our brains where, where we're, we see this view of God and so we begin to hide from him. We begin to run away from God. And here's what happens, is that our deficient view of God leads us so many times to a deficient relationship with God. So what happens in so many of our lives. But when we understand that God loves us, Right, that God cares about us, that God gave his life for us, that even when we were unworthy and even when we were broken and even when we were lost, that he came to work inside of us. Here's what happens, is it changes our hearts towards God, changes the way that we see him, changes our relationship, the way that we walk out our life with God. And all of a sudden, God's not this far off, distant guy that we're, that we're trying to please and that we're worried about, but all of a sudden he becomes a good father that loves us, that cares for us, that walks through our life with us. And I'll tell you, I've seen this in my own life. A couple of years ago, I went up to Montana and uh, went on this fly fishing trip. And it was kind of one of those where they kind of get you in to go fly fishing. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, we're going to have some talks about Jesus. And we're all going to get in a huddle. And so we got in this huddle and we were talking about Jesus and um, just talking about things. And then we, we had this moment where we went off to pray. And I remember I was walking through kind of some of the mountains in Montana and uh, I remember just having this moment where I could just feel God speak to me in my heart. And uh, he said this, that I could just feel him say in my heart that, that you're interacting with me like an employee and not like a son. And it hit me hard because I realized in my life so many times that I, that I try to please God and I try to be, I love God, right? And I try to please God and I try to do the right things and I, I try to serve him well and I try to do these things. But I realized in my mentality, right, that, that I was seeing him as like this, this guy who was telling me what to do and I was following him and I loved him and I did it, but I didn't realize that I was a son and that he was my father and that he loved me. He cared about my emotions, cared about my life, cared what I was walking through. He was in it with me. He loved me. And it changed my, my way that I interacted with God when I realized I'm not just an employee, but I'm a son. It changed my heart. Here's what I want to say to us today. Is the way that we view God, right? The way that we, that we see him, the way that we see the cross and salvation, which is what we're going to talk about in just a second, is so vitally important to your life because it shapes the way that we interact with God and the way he walks in our lives. So here's what I want to talk today is as we talk about what Jesus did on the cross and what I want you to see beyond anything else today is the love that God has for you. And you may have came in here today broken. You may have came in here today just carrying some shame from yesterday or this last week and some things that have happened in your life. Here's what I want you to know is that God wants to break that shame off of your life. That you're not defined by what you've done. You're not defined by the mistakes that you've been, but yet God has a purpose for your life, that he loves you, that he cares about you even in your brokenness. You may have came in here today feeling the weight of like trying to feel like you're making yourself worthy enough for God. I wanna tell you, God wants to break that off of your life today. Man, God wants to break that, that feeling of I gotta make God love me today and make it where you can understand the overwhelming 
love of God. And so here's the way that I want us to see the love of God today. As we talk about the cross as the mission of God, what we want to focus on is, is the progression of humanity, the progression of us. And here's what I want us to do is we're going to look at the cross in this. This is, this is what it is. is that, and I want to pop this up on the screen. I think this might be helpful for us. The progression that we walk out as humanity is that God created us for eternal relationship with him. Right? But we messed up, but God loved us so much that he went on a mission to save us. I want us to kind of walk through that for a minute today. And I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to go theological for just a minute. Stick with me for about five or 10 minutes here as we walk through this. And I guarantee you, it'll shape some of the things that way we view God. So stick with me in this. Here's the first thing is this, is that God created, right? Human beings, when God created us, God created us for eternal relationship with him. God wanted to know you. When we were created, we weren't a mistake, you were not an experiment. You didn't just happen. And the creation didn't just, all of a sudden, you just popped out. You're not by chance. But we were created intentionally. God created us intentionally to know God, to be known by God, to have eternal relationship with God. And I think if you think about it, and if we're honest, all of us are honest in our lives, ingrained in us, right, is whether we admit it or not, is this, this desire, this innate desire to know God and to be known by God. We may not admit it, we may not act like it sometimes, but I think in the heart of every single one of us, there's this yearning to know God and to be loved by God and to know God. When I read the stories of the Bible, the ones that, that impact me the most, I think so many times, are the ones where, where God is talked about as a father or as where, where it's talked about as we're his sons and daughters that he loves. It's one of the stories that I love is the story in the Bible of Enoch. It's in the Old Testament. It says that, that Enoch walked with God. And the word that it uses kind of in the Hebrew to talk about walking with God is this idea of close fellowship with God means that he, that he was close fellowship, that he was close to God, that he had this close relationship with God. And here's what I want you to know is that God wants to know you. God doesn't, he's not far off, he's not distant, but he's a relational God. He's a personal God where he wants to know you. He wants to know what's going on in your life. He wants to be a part of your life. God is not far off, he's not distant, he's not uninterested, but he is a God who loves you. Right? He's a God who created you. He's a God who created you intentionally with a purpose. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created with intentionality. And God wants to know you. He wants to have an eternal relationship with you. And when God created human beings, when God created the, the very first man and woman, Adam and Eve, there was no sin Right? There was no death. And when, when they were created, they were created for relationship with God and there was no sin and no death. So they were created right, for eternal relationship to know God, to know him forever. And Adam's destiny and human beings' destiny, our destiny, right, was to know God forever. That's what we were created for. We were created for eternal relationship with God. But the truth is, is that we messed up. We messed up. We sinned, and because of our sin, there became this separation between us and God. Here's the way the Bible talks about it. When it talks about Adam sinning, here's what it says in Romans 5, 12. It says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. And it says, sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. And here's what, what we see in this verse is that the sin problem that began with Adam, right, continues to today. That we struggle with that, that same sin nature in our life and that we all sin, 
right? That we've all blown it, that we all have things in our life. And I don't care how great you think you are. I don't care how holy you think you are. I don't care how much you pray, how much. We've all made mistakes. We've all sinned, right? I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. We've all got some stuff and some junk in our lives. I don't care if you were out last night in the adulterer's bed. We've all are in the same place where we all come to a place where we've got deep sin in our lives. We've all blown it. I don't care where you're at. And the consequences of our sin, right? The consequences of it is separation from God, death and hell. And uh, which I'm gonna address, I think just real quick, just the elephant in the room, because I think in church today, sometimes we don't like to kind of talk about that. We don't like to talk about the consequences of sin and how hard they are, because in American society, that seems a little harsh, Right? It seems a little harsh because we don't see sin as that big of a deal. But let me tell you, sin is a giant deal. No matter how much we justify it, no matter how much we try to act like it's small things and it really doesn't matter that it's inconsequential, as much as we try to ignore its consequences, sin is a big deal. And when we have sin in our life, it separates us from God. Because God is so good, God is so just, God is so right that that sin pulls us away from God. And we want God to be that because we don't want to serve a God, right, who's, who's not perfectly good. We don't want to serve a God who's not perfectly just and perfectly right. And so when sin comes into our life, it begins to separate us from God. And, and that evil in our life pulls us away from God, which separates us from him for eternity. Here's the way that Paul says it. One of the early church leaders, he says in Romans 6, 23, he says, for the wages of sin, right? The payment for sin, the payment that we have in our life is death. The consequences of our sin, right, is death. And here's what I want you to understand is that we sin and because of our sin, our destiny, right, for eternal relationship with God was broken. We were created to know God forever. Human beings were created to know God forever, but we messed it up and that eternal destiny was broken. And it was because of, I think this is so important. It's not because of what God did that it was broken, but it's because of what we did. Colossians 1.21 says it this way. It says, you are his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. And here's why this is so important. Because I know that we're kind of walking through this all theologically, right? We kind of walk through some big things here. But here's why this is important to your life. And here's why this matters. Is that so many times we see God as unloving in our lives because of the consequences of our actions. We see God, let me explain it, we sin right? And we change our destiny, right? Our destiny was to know God forever, to be with God forever, to live in paradise forever, to know this with God. That was what God created us for. We messed it up. And then we get, look at God when we mess it up and say, oh, why are you so unloving that you, you send me to hell? That doesn't make sense. Why do you do that? But here's what I want you to understand is that it's our fault. In other words, we screw up and then we try to blame God that he's mean. That's not it at all. See, that view could, God could not be farther from the truth. Because see, what we celebrate on Good Friday, we celebrate the cross. And that's that even in our brokenness, even when we made mistakes, even when God had this plan for us and we messed it up, that God didn't leave us, that God didn't say, um, you're too bad, you're too messed up, it's your own fault, you gotta figure out how to deal with this on your own. It's not what God did. 
right? God saw us in our brokenness. Bible says that while we were still sinners, he saw us in our brokenness. He saw us in our failures. He saw us in our mistakes. He saw us in the sin that we had in our life. He saw us in all of those things and he paid the penalty for our sins for us. So that way we could have eternal life with him. See, that's the beauty of the cross. That's the love of God. We see this, I think, in one of the best verses in the whole entire Bible, right? John 3, 16 and 17. Here's what it says. It says, for God so loved the world, that's us, right? That he gave his only son, that's Jesus, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then he goes on in verse 17. He says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, because get this, we were already condemned. Because of our actions, we were lost. We had already messed it up. We were already failures. He didn't send God to come and all of a sudden tell us how bad we are. We get that. Like, I got it. I'm messed up. I'm a failure. I get that. He didn't send Jesus to come do that, but he sent Jesus to come and save us. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Here's why this is important is that I think so many times, and I say this because I hear it so often from people that are walking through the idea of what is Jesus? What does the cross mean? What is, what is, how does salvation work? How does hell work? We get this idea that, that we kind of come to God neutral and we've got some stuff in this balance of good over here, kind of bad, and God looks at us and judges us and says, oh, I like you, I'm gonna send you to heaven. Oh, I'm not sure on you, I'm gonna send you to hell. I'm gonna do this. And we get this idea that God is just sending us to heaven or he's sending us to hell but here's the truth what we see in the bible is this is that because of what we did because of our brokenness we're headed for death we're headed for destruction we're headed for hell we're on this path but a god who loves us a god who cares about us a god who wants us a god who is for you and a god who is not against you says i love you so much and i care about you so much that i'm going to send my son to die in your place see that's the love of god That's who God is. That's who our father is. That's how much he cares about us. Romans 5, 8 says it this way. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. I love that verse because I think about so many times in my life where I feel like I just got to I'll just be honest, right? I think so many times that we were talking about hiding from God, I think that's what I do a lot of times. I mess up and I try to run from God and I try to hide and I got these mistakes and I'm like, I'm gonna try to fix this on my own and I'm gonna try to get it right on my own before I come to God. But let me say this, don't ever do that. God loves you while we were still sinners, while you were broken. He loves you, he cares about you and he wants to bring grace into your life. 1 John 4, 9, I love it. It says it this way. It says that God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have, what? Eternal life through him. That's what it's about. Here's what I want you to understand today is that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what's been done to you, right? It doesn't matter what shame you carry. Maybe you came in here today carrying a lot of shame, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, 
a lot of things around Christianity, around religion. You come in here and you brought all these things and it's like a weight that you're carrying. I don't care what you came in here. I don't care what baggage maybe that feels like it's weighing you down in here. Here's what I want you to know today. Beyond anything else, if you didn't hear anything else I said, get this. God loves you, right? God cares for you. God is for you. God is not against you. That he died, that he died the death that you deserved, Right, so that you could have eternal life with him. And all that he requires of us is this, is your belief, your trust, and your faith on walking with him. John 3, 16, one more time. For God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loves you. God cares about you. God is for you. I think somebody maybe needs to hear this today. I think there's so many of us in here and we just carry the wrong perception of God. And I don't think it's intentional. I think, I think if we're just honest about it, I think so many times, I think it's just ingrained in us that God is distant, that God is far off and he's just this angry God that's watching down on us. And I wanna tell you today, somebody needs to hear this. God's not mad at you. God's not angry at you. God loves you. God's for you. God's calling you saying, come to me. Come to me, bring your burdens, come to me. Bring your failures, come to me. I wanna work in your life. I wanna do something in your life. So here's what I wanna ask you today. Blunt question today. Have you put your faith in Jesus? Have you put your faith in Jesus? If that answer to that question is no today, here's what I want you to know. Today is your day. You don't have to walk out of here confused about the future. You don't have to walk out of here confused about eternity for you. You don't have to walk out of here with the shame and the brokenness of your sin anymore. But you can say, I want to put my faith in Jesus. And that I realize that no longer is my life going to be determined by what I've done and the mistakes that I've made and what's been done to me. But that my life can now be changed. The destiny of my life can be changed. And I'm no longer defined by who I was, but by what Jesus did for me. That's what we celebrate on Good Friday. Maybe you're in here today and maybe, maybe you followed God a long time ago, but you've, you've been out of it for a while. And you came in here today and you just kind of felt a little bit out of place and you came in here with some weight of some things. Here's what I want you to know today is your day. Today's the day to make a change. That We could say, I wanna rededicate my life to God that I'm gonna follow him with all of my life because of what he's done for me. Take a second, bow your head, close your eyes with me for one second this morning. And here's what I wanna ask you. Simply today, do you wanna follow Jesus with your life? Maybe you're in here today and you've been, like I said, far off. And today you wanna make that decision to follow Jesus. I wanna ask you, I'm not gonna bring you forward. I'm not gonna ask you to do anything. But I do wanna pray with you. So I'm gonna ask you, if you just raise your hand and say, hey, that's me. I wanna, I wanna put my faith in Jesus today. Amen. If you raise your hand, let me see that. I just wanna pray with you this morning. Maybe you came in here today and you've been carrying some shame and some weight of what's going on in your life. And you wanna say, today I wanna give that to Jesus this morning. I wanna pray with you this morning. Amen. 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 Let me pray for you. 
So, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you for what you've done. God, we thank you that in our brokenness and in our sin and in our failures, that you never left us, that you never forsake us, that, you didn't, that you're not done with us, but God, that you loved us and you cared about us so much that you sent Jesus to die in our place. And as we celebrate today, Good Friday, what you did, God, we remember what it means for us. So God, we surrender our lives to you today. We believe that you died, that you rose from the dead, that you did it for us. We surrender our lives to you today. We put our faith in you. We say, we're gonna follow you for all the days of our lives. We thank you for that this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.